Hey, man, it's time for Magic and Hash. All right. Yeah. I love that show. We enter in, into a world of Rick and Morty where Tim, do you, Rick. Tim, do, do you have the script? No. Do you have a script for me? <laughs> yes, it's in the Dropbox. Oh, all right. Yeah, cool. Give me two seconds. <laughs> in a world twisted between Magic the Gathering and Rick and Morty, we find ourselves caught with a Gideon Morty and a Jace Rick. Open, we are entering Dominaria. Hey, Grandpa Jace, now that we're on Dominaria, maybe we could go do something nice for a change. Like, like I heard Liliana's here, and, and she's going to kill a demon, and she really helped us back on Innistrad. So, so, so maybe we could do something nice, and we could help her kill a demon, and then maybe she would do something to help us with, like, some other stuff, because cause that'd be really nice. Oh, nice? Like the time she friendzoned me on my home plane, Gideon? Look, I know you don't get a lot of pussy back up there, but trust me, you go anywhere near that undead snatch, maybe we're in the one multiverse where Liliana doesn't dick us over every single time and shack up with a bigger bad guy than the one we're currently fighting, but whatever. I'm just saying that the demon is the only thing keeping her from doing something way worse. Well, I, I mean, you don't know that. Maybe this is the one multiverse where she could be a good guy. I mean, I, I know you guys got a history, but she, she even helps us, and she took an oath, and, and we could be nice, and that, and that would make her want to be nice, and, and that's kind of what the Gate Watch is supposed to be about. Grandpa Jace being nice to your friends, because, because having friends is nice. Tell you what, Gideon, go and borrow the shit out of that demon. Do it for Liliana. Just remember how many of those angels came with you to Zendikar after you stuck your head so far up Aurelia's feathered cunt that you were more concerned about maintaining order on a plane that's entire point is to maintain order because of a bunch of fucking hidden stones. Oh, wait. That's the reason why you shacked up with Aurelia, the wargasm breeder, is because you couldn't find any plane walkers on Ravnica. How about the woman with snakes for hair? Think she might be a planeswalker, Gideon? Or how about that 13-year-old in charge of a guild? Every other guild is led by undead ghosts or dragons or like a cheap knockoff of Galadriel from Lord of the Rings because creative is lazy. But no, let's go try to figure out how a tribe with a pig god obeys a smooth, bald kid, Gideon. And now that you're humping an angel, it's like getting it on with a flashlight, right? Angels are created, Gideon. They're not alive, just like Liliana is not technically alive. And for some reason, you really like sticking your 4-4 indestructible dick in things that are not alive. Well, you, you know what, Grandpa Jace? You can just take you take all of your mind sculpting, like like all of it, and you make it into one big spell, and you can make it a mythic rare, and it can have like like a fourteen mana cost, and, and I'll still counterspell that shit. Just just like a two drop counterspell. Just just take all that mind sculpting over to the mind sculpting store, or, or put it in a mind sculpting museum, or reprint the shit out of it in Battle Bond, because nobody plays your shitty five drops anyway. You, you think you're so powerful? 
with that draw three cards and put two back. Oh, look at me. I'm unbanned in modern. I'm such a big fucking deal. Well, it didn't even affect the meta. Not at all, Grandpa Jace. Like, none. I'm I'm going to go help Leona. And y- y- you, can, you can just sit there and you can mind sculpt yourself or you can thought scour yourself or maybe maybe you could you could like opt yourself until you scry up some balls and then take those balls and put them into your hand and then have them enter the battlefield untapped and then they can help me fight this demon okay listen you little shit Bolus is going around because he's really going to fuck things up for me. He's trying to use like, uh, the Trans Guild Promenade as a gigantic Elder Dragon cock ring and fuck the hell out of Ravnica. And you know who's going to be giving him a prostate massage while he does that? That's right, Liliana. That demon Jeez. is the only thing keeping Bolus from ejaculating undead chaos imps all over Ravnica, and you want to kill it. I mean, come on. They didn't release anything about the third Ravnica set, Gideon. And all we know is that... Uh, the set symbol is going to be a gigantic elder dragon dick pounding the hell out of the hole of the dragon's mace symbol. Oh. And I'm not sure if you know this, Gideon, but I really need Ravica. One of these days, I'm going to make a deck that's 56 cards, four oh. blue spells, and that shit will turn one opponent's oh. untapped, standard, modern, two at a giant. No, no. I don't care. It's oh, going to be legal in every format, and it's going to win. And you oh. know why? Mind sculpting, motherfucker! Oh, and I don't care. It takes 25 years, Gideon. I'm gonna make this deck. Oh. I don't care how many new bullshit legal formats they try oh, and shove oh, down oh, our throats. It's gonna win in all of them. And the entire oh, cyborg geez. is gonna be interstruct speed dredge version of spreading seas. And oh. I'll give shit about Zendikar and Innistrad oh. and Theros and, I, and fucking oh. Ixalan and oh. Kaladesh. Oh, I gotta have Ravnica, Gideon, 25 years, and I'm not even halfway there, Gideon. Rob Jace Rick! My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been All right, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. Freaky, freak, freak, wait a And here's Sid. Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. Sipping on my morning medication while I'm drinking my morning meditation. After his morning fornication. I wish. And a man who's setting traps at every LGS across the San Antonio area, John Owen! Why, thank you. Why'd you have to bring up the fucking traps, man? I hate the traps, dude, because I don't know what they are. And when John posts polls about it, I just feel stupid because I don't know... Did you Google traps? I urban Did you Google LGS traps? Oh, no. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I urban dictionary traps, and it said that it was a place to go buy drugs. And I was like, man, that would be so awesome if I could go buy magic cards and drugs at the same place. So fucking convenient. I listen to traps. I listen to traps, you know, in, in my car. It's a trap. It's a trap. Here's a trap.
So, John, before we can continue this episode, I'm fucking holding the episode hostage. You have to explain oh, LGS traps to me. Okay. Well, here, here's here's the thing, and I don't want to get into the debate. You know, there's a lot of pros, there's a lot of cons, there's people that have, you know, mathematical measurements and stuff. You can look all that up on the Google machine if you Google traps. But, you know, what? when we come down to, you know, they got this promo thing for Dominaria, and they've got all this stuff to try to get people in stores. And, you know, I just want to throw out there, like, to our listeners, like, why, why don't you spend more time at your store? Why don't you spend more money at your store? And, I mean, people... You know, maybe they don't feel comfortable. Maybe there's a body odor issue. Maybe it's because the store's somewhere and there's no like food or drinks, or it's just tough to get there. Maybe they don't have the kind of money to spend on standard. There's a lot of really legit reasons. But when it comes down to it, the number one thing that gets people in the door, the number one thing that gets people coming back is if there's good quality traps there. Well, we're, when we return to return to return to Ravnica, we're going to put a piece of bubble gum in every pack. That'll bring the customers in. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I guess I guess uh, we got to go right right to it. The shortest, saddest announcement day in the history of announcement days. We're going back to Ravnica, John. I don't want to hear it. Dude, fuck going back to Ravnica. The only time. Look, I'm a limited guy. And, I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't get to go play Constructed a lot. I, first of all, don't go to go play Magic a lot because of the lack of a good LGS in my area. The only one is Star City Games. And there are not enough traps there. Um, so I'm not going. And fuck that. So if I do go, I play Limited. I play pre-release. And Limited for Ravnica totally fucking sucks yeah. the only time it was ever good was the original triple ravnica city of guilds and i know oh sid swami's fucking old timer and don't like nothing new that's come out because he was playing magic in the burp, burp, burp. look dude i wasn't even playing magic when the original ravnica came out but i've played it on mtgo flashback drafts and it's a fucking ball but that's really I don't know, man. Maybe it was the novelty back in the day. People really loved it. It's a very well-designed set, Ravnica City of Guilds for Limited. Um, but once you were actually like playing in Return to Ravnica, like, dude, I don't need to be told what color pairs I'm going to go. And you know that they're not going to put all 10 guilds in one set. They're going to do, you know, like uh, two oh, yeah. sets. It's they announced two half. sets, right? Yep. Five yeah. and five. So it's going to be like the last block and the previous block before it where you have. Well, sorry, the past two blocks, they had the final block where like you would draft these crazy like three and four color decks. I remember Dragon's Maze is the only one I played. I've never drafted a um, Guild Pack Dissension city of guilds draft before i'm sure it's cool but the dragon's maze draft man and that was the time i was super into draft but it was so stressful and it was fucking terrible dude yeah part of the problem is that you know as hard as they might try there are some color combinations in the guild 
format. I mean, we'll just call it guild, not the you know actual guilds. But there's two some two color combos that are just flat out better than other two color combos. Boros is always going to be strong. Uh, Azorius is always going to be kind of you know controlly and stuff. And then there's other ones like Demir where it's just always going to be in the shitter. I mean, if that's your jam, it's really really hard to get behind. These kind really, of is that some salt that I hear from all those times that I fucking crushed at top deck with my <laughs> draft? Did you say Laurel or Yanni? I couldn't oh, tell. God. I heard Yanni. I didn't hear Yanni. People said that it was. So you must have heard Laurel because if you had heard it. I hear Laurel. Yeah, if you had heard it as Yanni, you would have heard Yanni, not Yanni. Well, um, this guy, Ashton, whatever, he's like a. Um, he made the yodeling kid trap song. He posted a video explaining the phenomenon between the Laurel and Yanni, and it's basically just a few octaves off. So basically, you can turn, you can mute a little octave on this or that. So it's basically, if, if somebody has shitty microphones on their computer, it's going to sound different than somebody, or whatever. So it's like basically engineering None of the sound that makes right on that. Any sense, you fucking nerd. Let's talk about this card game some more. Fucking Ravnica draft sucks. <laughs> no, here, here's a clip. Hey guys. I'm here to debunk the Yanny Laurel thing once and for all. Here's the original file. Laurel. Your ability to hear either Yanny or Laurel is based on something called formants. Formants are defined as each of several prominent bands of frequency that determine the phonetic quality of a vowel. As you can see here, Laurel. If we emphasize the peaks that suggest a Y sound and de-emphasize the peaks that would suggest a L sound, then we'll get something that sounds more like Yanny and less like Laurel. So I'll show you right here. Laurel. Laurel. So these higher frequencies have a lot to do with that Y sound you're hearing. Now we're going to de-emphasize some frequencies as well. Laurel. 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 So as you can hear, that sounds a lot more like Yanny now. Laurel. Now if we reverse these, it's going to sound a lot more like Laurel. 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 In fact, it's hard to hear Yanny now. Laurel. Let's reverse one more time. Laurel. Laurel. So there you have it. It can sound either like Yanny or Laurel dependent on the frequency peaks that you choose to accentuate. Right. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense oh, no. now, Sid? 
See? I told you, bitch. You know, it's funny because whenever I hear that, it's just like the same voice over and over. And all it says is consume more media, consume more media, consume more media. Well, there's a new one. Does it say brainstorm or um, something else? But it's like a little toy. Oh, for real? So there's another one now? Yeah, it says green, green something or brainstorm. So the way that it was explained to me was that it's just your brain. Like, it's the same thing with back in 2015 where some people saw a black dress and some people saw, like, a white and gold dress. It's just like... You know, how some people look at Donald Trump and see a president and some see a racist. I think... I think there is some some of that where like your eyes perceive color differently because some people are colorblind, some people it's a little little off or whatever. But it, I think the sound. Do you have two people in the same room who hear something different? Because if it's played on the same device and like two people are like, I don't know. Okay, you you know for a fact, and I will attest to this because you know I play that shit over my little uh, tablet thing, same room, me and my wife, and you know for a fact that your wife is going to disagree with you just to fucking disagree with you. She heard it differently? Of course I'm married to her. Of course she heard it differently. Oh, dude, Sandy Bell fucking heard Laurel too, man. I heard Laurel. Yeah. That's weird. And so it is like a natural phenomenon in your ear or so the way you, 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 you know, perceive sound. Or on your freaking ring finger. Well, it's also like, uh, what's the, uh, not parsley, but, uh, cilantro. Cilantro, yeah. Everyone tastes it differently. Like, to me, it tastes like soap, like hand soap, hand sanitizer soap and stuff. So it's like when I go to, like, the melting pot, they're like, should we add cilantro in there? And they put it in there, and it, like, the whole thing tastes like soap. I'm like, how can you guys eat this? And they're like, it's just great. Yeah. Tim's going to apply for the X Men, and his superpower is that cilantro tastes like soap. I'm like, yeah, get some soap cilantro, bitch. Yeah, I've heard that before, that people say cilantro tastes like soap, man. But, dude, I fucking love pico de gallo. I've never eaten straight-up cilantro before, but I know pico has cilantro in it, oh. and that shit's amazeballs. It's weird. I always thought I always thought the salsa was bad because somebody put soap in the salsa. I was like, they need they clean the dish, and they, like they left it all soapy, and they put the salsa right in it. Wow, that's fucked up. I always thought the salsa was bad. I was like, I don't like that pico. I don't like. I don't like that. Annie at Oscar Blues totally put soap in your shit. Just so you know. I know. She told me. <laughs> Remember, I asked. I was like, Does this burger taste like soap? It was foaming and bubbling, but I, I thought it was <laughs> something else. I don't know. It had a fucking huge bar of soap on top of it. How could you miss that? Yeah, well, it was, it was 420. It was 420 then. No, it was a dial burger. <laughs> a Tide Pod burger. Like an extra side of Tide Pods. Nice. Hipsters would eat that, I think. Okay, so back to shitting on Ravnica. <laughs> yes! How does that relate to Eternal? I don't understand where, where we're going with this. Is this going to lead back to Eternal at all at some point? You will have way more time to play Eternal when you're not drafting any of these <laughs> Ravnica sets. So, John, did you... Did you actually play Eternal after the last episode? Yeah, uh, yes, I've been playing Eternal. I am uh, friends with uh, the Sid Swami on there. Uh, we finally, uh, okay, some of my impressions of this after you get out of all of their shitty tutorials and all of their like really god awful story exposition stuff, and you finally get to like the actual game. Um, number one, 
the software is fucking junk. I mean, oh my god, it is fucking ball junk. How hard was it for us to add each other as friends, Sid? I needed your email address, right? But I mean, could not look you up. I, I've, I've yeah, I know. A dozen Believe me, times. I know. That has not gone unnoticed, Tim. We could not look each other up by our screen names, right? And, uh, yeah, that's screen name plus eight digits or whatever shit. No, it's just by email, bro. I mean, that's the only way you can look people up. It's all lies. And I've also noticed, maybe it's just me, but sometimes like the software is a little bit janky when you're doing stuff. Like it'll kind of freeze up for a second, especially if there's an effect on this what we would call the stack. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, dude. Like whenever a uh, card with revenge goes back into your deck, sometimes like the game will freeze up for like a couple of seconds. Yeah. You know what I realized is that um, you basically, as it gets really, really hard, the players you play against don't get harder. You just get more mana screwed. I I only lose matches because it's like I'm I'm only drawing one color, and it, or it's like you're playing Forge and you can't even put the land in your deck they just give you land and it's like how can i be so fucking mana screwed can you please put a land in my deck that's my biggest comment just kind of about the gameplay in general is this seems like really fucking swingy like you know how when you're planning magic and you kind of get to a point where you're just in a death spiral like you know you're gonna lose you're not gonna lose for maybe like five or six turns but you just fucking know it because the spiral has started and there's no pulling out of it and if anything goes good for your opponent then you're fucking doomed like everybody knows that feeling well holy shit with this eternal thing it's like you can be sitting there with one goddamn life no creatures and like you draw one card and you can win all right so we roll the dice and then we both have to yell yahtzee really loud at the same time yeah and you have to flap your wrists like this and you'll do it too of course that's how it's done okay all right ready okay you gonna do it with me oh yeah Yahtzee! Gay. You suck! It's insane. I mean, I've been on both ends of it, and it kind of feels really cheap when it's in favor of you, and it is just the worst feeling on Earth when you're about to, like, royally ass-fuck somebody, and then they just, like, pull one card, and it's all, and you're done. You could have, like, 50 life, and you're fucking done. That's happened in Magic, but it's a lot more rare. I've definitely done the same thing, where it's like, I finally stabilize, and I'm like, oh, I guess you're not drawing creatures. I guess I'm just hitting you for 12 every turn until I win. The poster child for that card is fucking life drinker man like I, is it life drinker what yeah. what's is the it equipment two, it's the weapon it's the weapon that you put on a creature and it gives them life steal yeah blood letter yeah. yeah so like i will be playing and i'm like oh i got your ass and then they're like blood letter and then they're just like I'll just attack with like yeah, this I mean, crazy guy with life. Magic kind of only gets that swingy when they're doing something weird like miracles or dredge or something like that. But it kind of seems like almost every deck can pull something like that off in Eternal. Well, Eternal is weird. It's like some cards, like the equipment is like one mana more, so it's like a two-two for three mana or something like that. But then Bloodletter is three-three for three, and you get lifelink the first time you equip it. It's just like so overpowered. You just put it on a guy, and you're like, all right. Well, I'm just going to hit you for seven, gain seven life, and now I have this fucking huge beast that you have to fucking deal yeah, with. Yeah, it's it's weird how, like, when you combo, it's almost like you can't combo uh, on the board. It's like you're comboing between your graveyard and your hand and some other shit, and it just doesn't seem to happen as much, you know, out in front. It's kind of like behind the scenes. And like, when you see a whole bunch of shit going on with your opponent that you can't see, you're like, oh, fuck, here it comes. Yeah, that's actually a very good description of my favorite deck on eternal which is haunting scream and 
I play like a Gorgon fanatic and I'll usually just like trade with it. It's a three, two and it has infiltrate. You draw three cards and gain three life. So like everybody's always blocking that ever because when you draw three cards and gain three life, you're like so fucking far ahead. And I'll just like either block or like swing into something and then I'll haunting scream and give it flying and charge and just fucking get in, get my three. And then I'll just keep darker turning it back and I'll draw like fucking 12 cards and gain 12 life over a game and just bury people, dude. How did that go when we played? Well, it didn't go so well when you played because I ended up trading for your permafrost a lot. The permafrost make it kind of hard at first to be able to block so you've got to be able to have a sack outlet oh my god they killed kenny you bastard uh, i do have a lot of problems against the sky crag aggro deck i'll admit that uh with that deck but if i was to play against you and i knew you're playing sky crag aggro i would play my combray aggro deck which is just like a bigger beefier and more protected with Aegis uh aggro deck though it's a little slower like the skycrag one is really fucking fast i thought it was aegis is it aegis or aegis john how would well, you say it it's pronounced like an egg okay, if it's the, a and e together it's aegis right the uh the like navy ship is an aegis cruiser mm. so i don't know if they're the same thing or not but anyway just uh two more observations two more observations on on my experience with the eternal mm. and and this one kind of goes to the economy. It is really fucking easy to make the uh, gold or coins or whatever they call it. I mean, I'm rolling in that shit. And all I'm doing is just, you know, here and there, like, while we're watching some stupid ass show on the Netflix. Ooh, 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 we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I'm rolling in that shit. I barely played, but it's like hard as ball sacks to like do anything else without. Uh, but it's like hard as ball sacks. But it's like hard as ball sacks without getting some of the money, and they really push you to draft. But like forge is fun. But it's like hard as ball sacks. Um, probably better executed than Hearthstone. The casual stuff is okay. But it's like hard as ball sacks. I haven't really done ranked yet because I haven't made a custom deck, and I kind of feel like you just get your shit pushed in unless you know about that stuff. Hard as ball sacks. No, it's all it's all relative because that you start against really weak opponents. Well, it depends because yeah. they reset the rankings every once in a while. So, like, at the beginning of the month, ranked mode is hard as shit. But right now, it's easy if you're just starting yeah. out. And I could actually ship you a list of a Rockano deck. If you've gotten the Rockano theme deck, then well, I, you've I mean, got, like, half the cards already. This is kind of a bigger thing about, like, I've... You know, I've already, like, dusted all my cards and stuff, and I just got to kind of figure out which ones I need to make and, you know, mm. all that other kind of crap. And I just know from experience, when you go into, like, a ranked mode with the pre-con decks, you're usually going to get your shit pushed in after. But it's, like, hard as ball sacks. You know, you're going to be, like, jumping 15 points because you're, you know, beating up on some 8-year-old kid who has no money. And, you know, then you're going to hit a point where you're just, like, getting your shit pushed in. I don't know. I did mono red for a while, and I did all right in ranked. And then... uh once I started losing, that's when I built the better deck. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, well, I've, I've, I've reached this deck's maximum potential. Right, exactly, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, I got lucky and I got Rockano as my very first theme deck. So I had like half the cards for the budget Rockano deck. And honestly, I didn't play ranked mode until I was already a master in um, Gauntlet. If you're a master in Gauntlet, then you're ready to start ranked mode because master in Gauntlet, it's actually really fucking hard. Like at first, Gauntlet is easy as shit. But if you have a deck that can get master in Gauntlet, then you're ready to play ranked mode. Yeah, that kind of gets back to the swinginess for me. It's like I kind of prefer Forge to Gauntlet because you only get two, uh, you know, losses or whatever before you lose the Gauntlet. And there's sometimes where you no, just no, you in get there. you you can't lose in Gauntlet. Okay. You have to fucking clean sweep it, but it's free. So right. that's yeah, what makes free. Gauntlet fucking gas because you, like you just build a deck that can fucking get there sometimes, and you just grind and grind and grind and then start drafting, man. No, I built a constructed deck for that too, John. Don't listen to him. Because you can't lose. You want to just a deck that's going to steamroll it every time. Well, so what am I talking about where you can have like two losses and still continue? Is that Forge? That's Forge, yeah. Okay. And I like Forge too because like you build an insane deck every time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, and, yes and no because like this, I guess Forge is what I'm talking about for all the people that are going to send comments to Sid's hate mail at uh, gmail.com. Um, Don't do that because that's my real email address. <laughs> So beep that out. <laughs> but, but seriously, like you get these decks and you're like, holy shit, this thing is gas. And then you get in there and because the game is so swingy, it's really easy to just be like, what the fuck? And you're out like on the first or second one. And you know, the decks better than that. You know, you play better than that. But you have to realize that you're playing against artificial intelligence in Forge. The human has been neutralized. So they'll make bad trades. They'll do whatever. So you just play. Like you're playing against somebody who's stupid, and you can own Forge all the time. Oh yeah, and there's totally, and, they, and there's like times where you're like, why am I not just you know freaking getting wiped right now? <laughs> and and you're still just like missing one color or something, and you do that twice in a row, and it's just like soul crushing because you know you're dying to a bot. A human has been neutralized. No, but the thing is with Forge, I I wrecked it. I went, I probably did like six or seven undefeated in a row. How much money did you pay though? None, because you win. You win enough to do forge again. So I was yeah. I was doing forge over and over again to build up enough to do a draft, and then I draft once, and then I would do forge again. And and if I couldn't afford a forge, I would play ranked. And then that first day we did draft, we built that Horu deck and got those fucking triple diamond chests. Yeah. Or no, you had done draft before that, but I know that like you were still starting out when uh, I came there and we got those triple. We fucking won that draft. You, we went undefeated in that draft. That shit was epic, dude. We should have recorded that. I went undefeated in a diamond league. I posted that in Magic and Hash. And the thing is, that deck I built was so fucking insane. I had the uh, relic that's like red and yellow, and it said it, all your explorers give you one influence more. And then and then it said, uh, uh, Marijuana affects the memory. Something with your Sentinels, something else with your Sentinels. So you get a bonus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Praxis Sentinels is fucking super strong in draft, but it doesn't come together that often, man. Right. It's really it hard because you want to play like, 
a pretty good curve, obviously, but the fucking Sentinels are so expensive, man. Right. The thing is, a lot of them are Sentinel synergies, so you're like, I want as many Sentinels as possible, but you need the Explorers to get it to work, so you need like a half-and-half half mix. Right. I had like a bunch of mid-level Sentinels, and then I had like three really good Bond Sentinels, the ones that give out uh, the three dudes when he dies. He entombs, you spit out three one one dudes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like... On turn four, I had like 30 power on the board every game. It was so disgusting. The clutch common in that, too, is the um, guy that's like a one-two flyer with the sentinel ally. That's a two-three. John, wake the fuck up. We're trying to tell you. The zero-one guy that you can uh, exhaust him to, to pull the top card of your deck, and if it's a sentinel, you put it in your hand. But he just basically draws an extra card every, like, three cards. He does that. He's just like, blah, blah, blah. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. John. Oh, 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 sorry. sorry. Obviously, you're really fucking bored by Eternal. So if you're playing Eternal, <laughs> watching I, 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 show on yeah. Netflix, that's a really fucking boring show on Netflix. Hey, John, did you finish uh, Altered Carbon? Matter of fact, I have. And I've got one for all of you folks out there who are... Uh, uh, advocates of horrible television. Um, there's a Netflix show out there called Safe, and it stars the Dexter guy. Okay, you've probably seen the promo for it if you fired up the Netflix recently. And it is probably... Hey, I look like that guy, kind of. Dumbest fucking show that I've probably ever seen. But it's not dumb because the plot is bad, uh, the acting's pretty bad, but here's the entire conceit of it. They've got Anthony Michael Hall who was born and raised in North Kakalaki, who you and I know as Dexter, and he has got the absolute worst British accent you have ever heard in your life. But, oh, it doesn't stop there, because he lives, his character lives in this gated community in Great Britain that tries to act like they're in America. They have, like, you know, cookouts and lawns and all the stuff they don't have in Great Britain. And then throw on there this, like, you know, uh... Uh, run Lola run style French teacher. And you've got somebody, this girl who looks like uh, Melissa Joan Hart back from the Clarissa explains it all days. And it is just a fucking hot mess, but it's the kind of thing where you have to watch it. And there's a gay guy and there's like a really creepy bar that you're not sure if the bar's a strip club or not. I mean, it is just insane how bad this show is. Yeah, John John and his recommendations. Good old gummo. It's it's not it's not like gummo bad, but this is eight hours where you're like, how the fuck did anybody ever green light this? So there's a show on there on Netflix called Nailed It, and it's like a cooking show. But it's like these amateurs, they're given like just enough time to cook these like fucking insane desserts or some shit like that. But they're always set up to fail. Like the judges are sitting there like, how come none of them are putting their cupcakes in the blast chiller? You know, it's like, what the fuck? It's like, oh, they're trying to frost them when those cupcakes are cold. Like they all look like dog shit at the end and they like lift it off. And it's like, nailed it. And then like they just make them look like assholes. I love it. Speaking of setup to fail, whoever decided that making a webisode out of GDS3 was a good idea, holy fucking shit. If you want to see 20 minutes of fucking nerds arguing over the nerdiest nerd shit ever, then watch that shit.
What are you doing? Your knight was at King's Rook 6. No, my bishop was at King's Rook 6. My knight was at Queen 5. No, no, no. Yes, it was, yes. No, yes, in your dreams, your knight I, was at Queen I was, 5. I was sitting right... I saw right... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. Now your knight is at Refrigerator 5. Oh, yeah, that's real mature. Yeah, well, you know, who comes out a winner? Me. <sighs> Griffin once again. <sighs> Undefeated champion of the world. <sighs> What's GDS three? The Great Designer Search three. Oh, you know. Oh, dude, I nailed that shit. Did I win? Did Sid win? Uh, let's see. Yes, right. No, probably not because they fucking literally hate every card designed. I mean, it is one of those things. You know how like neck bearded people like to prove how smart they are about shit. That's all this is. A commercial for how fucking. Neck beardy, their judges are. But Sid had manual dexterity cards with his dick. Hey, I would have voted for. All right, well, that would have been a trap for me at LGS. It's a trap. Fuck that, dude. I'm just gonna do what the creators of Eternal did and design a game that's even better than Magic. Will it have dick controls? Can I can I move things on my tablet with with my with my dick? Yes, yes, oh, you can. Say one good thing about as a Eternal. matter of fact, you'll never get mana screwed as long as you play with your dick. I'm going to design that as a function. I surf the web with my dick, but it's it's hard. <laughs> I can just go forward and back. It's hard to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when, when Tim unlocks his phone, he has to put his dick on it. That's the, that's the first time unlocked. <laughs> It was cool setting that because I've been slamming my dick on the phone ten times. I'm just like blah blah blah. One one good thing I will say about Eternal is that, that I guess they put out a couple of different expansions or whatever they call it, and uh, they they apparently haven't totally fucked the entire game like Hearthstone has. So thumbs up to them for that. You win. It's on the verge though. It's sad because like if you want like you hated the campaign mode, right? That was like your biggest knock on the game is that you had to do the campaign stuff. Yeah, um, not necessarily that you had to, but it was just so freaking unengaging and dull. Yeah, it it sucks because like if you didn't like that to get the best cards, like the fucking super bombs for constructed, you got to play more of that shit. Oh, no. I don't think it's all that bad, but it is kind of like, uh, can I, yeah, it's just like, uh, can I just get the card I want already? And like, okay, so the one campaign I did, there's this card called Rip Knife Assassin, and you didn't get him until like basically the very end of that campaign. I was just like, oh, my God, can I just fucking get through this and get my Rip Knife Assassin already? There is kind of an end game or an end enjoyment to the game because I've basically built the deck I want. You know, once you play through the campaigns they have there, I mean, there's no real cards that you, like, can't get your hands on. So it's like, I have, like, 20 or 30,000 dust. I got 15 unopened packs. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. You know, I just want to do the limited. I just want to play the, the game. Yeah, and that's good because if this was Hearthstone then they would totally take the next set and design a card specifically to say, fuck you and fuck your deck. And uh, 
you know, I know a lot of people want that to happen in MTG sometimes, and it's kind of an argument for why you shouldn't do that. So good on the Eternal people for not succumbing to that pressure. But it's like hard as ball sacks and just letting people play what they want to play without tilting the scales. See, I never really did get into Hearthstone, and I know that Magic has had some cards that are like, fuck you and fuck your deck, like Graft Digger's Cage, for example. But I, I'm actually, I, it's great that you bring up that point because I never realized how I take that for granted because like if someone told me like, oh, you can't play Haunted Scream anymore, it's like, it really, really sucks now. I'd be, I'd be pretty upset because it's so much fun, you know? You know what, though? I understand um, what John's saying also, but I think I forgot what I was saying because I'm high. Well, I think maybe where Tim was going is the solution isn't like make one card that says fuck you and fuck your deck. It's make all around better cards so that people want to move away from that into other things and kind of explore other aspects of the deck game. Like, I think that's what we'd like to see as opposed to, you know, now we're going to dinosaur world and all your pirates are shit now. I got it. You said just give people what they want. But the thing is, if draft was free people would be playing like assholes. So they have to make it something that you have to like kind of work for or pay for. So it's like, I understand if they just let you just draft for free, but people wouldn't draft normally. They would build extremely risky decks. They would just fucking draft like they, it's fucking nothing. But now if there's something on the line, they want to win. So everyone's trying to draft realistically. It makes the game better. Eternal and Hearthstone are kind of the same. Cause like when you draft, you're not really drafting like you do an MTG. Like, in paper MTG or MTGO, I guess, you know, you crack a pack, you can take the fucking land, you know, pack one, pick one if you want to. But in Eternal and Hearthstone, you're given like three choices, and they're usually kind of parallel choices, you know? Like you either have like a bunch of little one drops, or it's a bunch of big cards, or it's a bunch of spells, or something like that. So you're not, I mean, you kind of can't draft like an asshole. Have you actually done a draft on Eternal yet? I'm just curious. Uh, yes, I believe I have. I mean, I could be confusing it with something else. So. Yeah, Forge is the one where you have three cards. And then um, the thing is, if you try to do, you can't do monocolored and forged. I've tried it so many times because after the fifth pick. And then it just uh, it forces you to pick something. Yeah, it's three different colors. It's like three different color rares. And it's like, all right, we will give you three good options. You have to pick another color. It's like when you're trying to convince your girlfriend where to go for dinner. You're like, all right, enough. You've picked red every night. Pick purple, yellow, or green. That's Not it. purple. Are you eating Chinese fucking food? God damn it. You're not going to decide. I'm going to decide. You're purple. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, you guys are married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> oh hey speaking you're of like, that whatever she's making is what we're eating i don't give a fuck speaking of that so this right. this was kind of our vacation week so we decided we're not going to do any cooking we're just going to like order out like fat fucking americans and uh so have you guys noticed the trend of like you know you order online and you include a tip online and then when they show up at your door They've got their little app, and the app asks you if you want to leave an additional tip. Fuck you. I already put my tip on there. Fucking additional tip? Like what? He sucked me off or something? Well, it's for people who don't put the tip, John. I don't think they that takes into account your your previous tip. 
if you actually do get sucked off, you're like, oh my goodness, I should have left a better tip. And then, you know, it's just, it's a good option to have, man. I'm just saying it's kind of insulting if you've already, you know, put the tip on there. And I'm the kind of guy where I will always tip at least five bucks. You know, I don't give a fuck if it's like 26%. I always tip at least five bucks. So then they show up and he's like, eh, you want to add a couple extra dollars on there? It's like, no, fuck you. You know, delivery guys are just like girls. They hate it when you give them just the tip. Just saying. They want, the, they want the full deal. What if the they, delivery they guy They do. Is, they want your entire wallet. What if the delivery person is a trap? It's a trap! Damn it. I still don't know what fucking traps are, man. You explained it to me earlier, but I still don't get it. There's, it's stuff to pull you into the store. Like like, uh, like your dick dexterity cards would have been a trap for me to go in to play magic. I would have been like, I'm going to fucking go down there and flick, flick cards with my dick. That sounds amazing. So, okay. Would Joseph be the trap for me because he always, like, smoked weed with me when I was there? No, 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 no. It would be Eric in his soft, supple mouth. <laughs> Man, that guy gave great head. I know. Don't, when you find somebody that gives good head, it's, like, it's really good. It's like fucking a pillow. A sloppy, slobbery pillow. Jesus, oh my god. Timmy really need a girlfriend, man. No, I don't. I got plenty. Really, crickets, guys? Come on. There's plenty out here. Come on, girls, say say something. I love Tim. Tim, God bless you. I mean, you know, you're kind of where you're supposed to be. You're in Colorado. Weed is legal in Colorado. There's a lot of artists in Colorado. I've been to Colorado, good sir. And the only way you get laid in Colorado is if you're one of those crazy fucking people that does like Ironman marathons and stuff like that, because that is what attractive people do in Colorado. Right. Attractive people are fit and whatever, but I mean, there are plenty of mid-level skanks. To oh, there, there are no cute fat girls in Colorado. Oh, no, no, no. They all got run out. I I feel like I've seen one before, but I just can't really put my finger on it. Like, they tried to go running up the mountain once, and they got, like, shoved off by some, you know, uber triathlon chick, and they just rolled all the way across the plains into Nebraska or something. You know when you see a fat lady and she's got like this fucking angry look on her face and you're like, God, I bet she's just a terribly bitchy person. I just don't want to ever come in contact with her. That's why I love Texas, man, because the hot people in Texas, I mean, we're all fat asses in Texas, man, because it's too fucking hot to go outside and the food's so damn good. So like the hot chicks in Texas are like all butts and booty and fucking boobies and yeah oh and when they got yeah. that cowgirl butt you know like somebody that does all the horse riding and stuff and they just got a little bit of cushion there to protect yeah, their uh, spinal column oh no john the the thing is you're not thinking about this logically guys find themselves a cute fat chick and settle down around here they're like got one done because they give good head they try hard they fucking they really like i gotta keep this relationship you know going it's awesome it's awesome that's what i want I'm going to go on the record here as saying, and and I've known people that have done that. Those dudes are the biggest dicks on planet earth because they're, you know, where like they try to like find some fat girl with low self-esteem and they're like, ha, you'll never find anyone better than me. They don't have to have low self-esteem. They just have to be good at cooking. Um, They have to uh, do good laundry, you know, I mean, and uh, I will return that by not breaking up with them. Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> Man, I used to feel sorry for you. I'm starting to feel sorry for the ex-wife now. God. Put the shovel down, man. I'm kidding. Come on. Oh, it's just, you got to just do that to the woman you're marrying, John. You can't do that to just girls you're dating. They don't want to put up with that shit. Or women that you fucked a baby into. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to marry him if you fuck a baby into him first. Then they're trapped. Yeah, they have to, they have to like, talk to you and shit. Yeah, if they want that check, they will. Right. Yeah. All right, so. Oh, my God. Sid, tell me you're still there, bud. Sid. Oh, no, have we lost Sid? Sorry, I had to go outside of my room to hit the bowl real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> he came in on a portal gun. <laughs> Only on this podcast can you listen to a crime in progress. It's, it's not a crime. Oh, he's not in Colorado. This show is based out of Colorado, though, so they have to come find me first to find Sid. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I... You know, for all the wrong reasons, I kind of hope that one of these days, like like Jeff Sessions has just like got one of those, you know, old school war movie things of Colorado in his office with like all the weed smokers and weed shops. And he's just like waiting for, you know, the freaking invasion day. And then, I'll, oh, I'm going to arrest them all. Yeah, we had a session with, with Jeff uh, Bauer when when Sid was on live to me Corp Studios. There's just gonna be one day I'm gonna arrest everyone in Colorado with my federal powers. <laughs> he must hate Colorado people. I will. See. There's a lot of people that hate Colorado people, though. I mean, y'all have done some pretty dickish things. The thing is, I used to think weed was was terrible before I tried it. You fucking why? Did, somebody needs to sit down and just smoke a blunt with his Jeff Sessions and chill him the fuck out. Uh, I think that like a lot of terrible people have moved to Colorado from other places. Like they, all the terrible people got fucked out of California, and they all just picked up in Colorado and started doing terrible things. Well, the thing is, there are people that every once in a while you run into them, and they're like, "Oh, you smoke pot and stuff," but then that attitude is weeded out unintended real fast when they find out everyone smokes pot. Right, but like, um, like that whole Phantom Shitter of Colorado Springs episode, you can't tell me that that's a native Coloradan. That is some California person that moved to Colorado. What was that? The Phantom Shitter of Colorado Springs. What happened in what happened with the Phantom Shitter? Okay, this is maybe like a year ago, but there's this woman, and and um, every day. She would do a little run route thing, and every day she would shit on the same person's yard as part of her run route. Wow. The thing is, you think they're dog turds probably, but then after a little while, you're like, I'm going to set up a fucking video camera. Well, yeah, and that's what they did. They set up a fucking video camera because I guess they thought, you know, maybe it was like, you know, a dog, somebody's dog, obviously. But no, it was like this woman, this awful, awful woman who's one of those, you know, uh, triathlete people that's like, you know, my run is more important than the public health and sanitation. So I shit wherever I want to. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Is this like some undercover wacky news? This is Wacky News. Yeah, uh, keep going, Tim, because I think I know where you're going.
I have another story here uh, from Colorado Wacky News. So at a festival, um, a girl went into a porta potty and then uh, after she went to the bathroom, she heard a noise down there. So she shined her phone flashlight down there and there was a, there was a guy down in there and then they arrested him. Uh, but he was going into the porta potty sewage so he could peep girls. How the fuck does a human fit inside a porta potty shit receptacle? I don't know. He must've been a scrawny motherfucker. Was this like how many me died or something? No. This is just a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. There's so much porn on the internet. Holy fuck, what are you doing with yourself? Speaking wow, of terrible lead. human beings, a father in China, <laughs> for the third time, has had his abandoned son return to him. But the whereabouts of his six abandoned daughters is still unknown. Wacky news! Yeah, check the bottom of the river for those uh, abandoned daughters. Wacky news, here's another news story. I, I woke up this morning and uh, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to go get blonde wraps. I found two new blonde wraps in my drawer over here that I had forgotten about. Take that one for some wacky news. More wacky shit news. Did you all see that video of that woman shitting in Tim Hortons up in Canada and throwing it? Oh, my God. Dude, oh, like, yeah. OK, so this is what impressed me the most about this video. She took a shit. But I don't think that she took a piss while she was taking a shit. And I have never, ever taken a shit in my life where I didn't at least pee a little bit. I don't know. You could. Yeah. That's, that's really funny. But the thing is, I thought the video was going to end when she like she's yelling at the guy. And then she goes and leans over against the thing and just takes a shit on the ground. You're like, holy fuck. That was disgusting. Then she reaches down, grabs it, and flings it back at the people in the kitchen. And you're just like, not done yet. Holy fuck. Then and she then takes a napkin, wipes it, and just starts flinging shitty napkins at him back in the kitchen. And one more. And then she, like, after she wipes her ass and throws that shitty napkin, and then she wipes her hands off and throws that shitty napkin. It was like, it was the most disgusting and efficient poop I've ever seen. Well, and that's the thing that amazed me about it is like somehow she was on command able to make exactly one turd i mean i could not you know it's uh, how do you do that exactly one no more no less just like boom 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 pants down turd out pants up thrown and it was so premeditated that she was gonna throw oh, yeah. it it's like oh, she's yeah. like she knew it was gonna be solid turd she's just like i as soon as this turret hits the ground, I'm going to fucking launch it. Yeah, this is this is obviously not like a Taco Bell emergency and they're denying her the key or something. Because if that was the case, she couldn't throw that turd. It was definitely like so disgusting, but it was like – it was like a fucking miracle. That it was like an oddity of nature. To... <laughs> it's like something Do you think that she was one of those triathlete people? Because she did have athletic clothing on. I noticed oh, that absolutely. she had like – Bicycle shorts, and she had one of those like uh, form-fitting sweaters wrapped around her waist. Oh, totally. I mean, she's totally a Becky. Let's get that out of the way first. She's totally a Becky. She totally knew exactly what she was doing, and this was premeditated as hell. What's a Becky? John Holland has got some fucking great slang, man. What's a Becky? I, I, I. If I even attempt to describe what a Becky is, it would be racist. So you need to you need to Google Becky. Is it like that song yeah, by dude. that dude? Uh, give me that Becky. Who did that song? 
Uh, yeah, that's it's like you know, on these niggas, oh so heavy, phobie fuck. Can you back me? You know, he's talking about getting his dick sucked. A little head, I'm and I'm ready. I want your mouth. Give me that, Becky. I can't yeah, remember who did that song though, but that, that song uh, definitely song. plays into it. But I'm uh, not gonna even go there. A white woman who uses her privilege as a weapon. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, shit. Why is that racist? You're white. We can say what the fuck we want about it. These, these fucking cracker bitches. No, it's, it's still kind of racist. <laughs> right it's still racist, racist for me to mansplain what a Becky is to Tim. No, they're all white bread hoes. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, anybody who thinks they can walk into Tim Horton and premeditated shit and throw it is definitely a Becky. She seemed like trailer trash. You don't know her story, though. Like, say, what for example, story? that the guy that she threw the shit at was her son-in-law. And he had just got done beating her granddaughter within an inch of her life. Would that be a justifiable action no. to go into Tim Hortons no. and throw shit at him? No. Do you know what an action of a Becky would be? Is the woman who called the cops on... Burger King for running out of like chicken nuggets and shit like that. And the cops show up and you know, they're like, what the fuck? She's like, I'm white. You should have what I want for me to eat. I'm going to arrest you. That could turn into a fucking dangerous situation. If any of those Burger King employees are black. No, that wasn't a bird. It wasn't that woman uh, who was at a Taco Bell trying to order French fries and got all angry and shit. Is that why they have French fries at Taco Bell now? Because they Maybe. did that. Not that like long ago. Safety. That's funny. Safety. Come get the nacho fries at Taco Bell and fill up on a Baja Blast Mountain Dew. That's it. For real, though. Even if, like, you know, it's somebody you know and they just, like, molested your kid or something. Taking a turd and whipping it at them where other people are eating. I mean, come on. That's not justified. I mean, you could beat their ass. I mean, you could, like, go in there with a gun and blow their brains out, and that's more justified than whipping a turd. No, it's just, like, it's so fucking shocking that that's her, like, level of revenge. It's just, like, so archaic and animalistic that she's just flinging her turds like a monkey, you know? Um, I think it's, like, so many people would yell or they would take action. They would call police or whatever, or be more premeditated. She's like, oh, this guy pissed me off. I'm going to just fucking launch a turd at him, like... Just the mentality of, of thinking that. Like, she has to be so low class. So fucking low class. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's there's kind of a thing there where it's more like, at least the way I interpret this, because I, of course, am a great um, turd-throwing connoisseur, I guess. It's it's almost like, you know, such a sign of disrespect, you know, that, like, somebody like her would walk in there and, like, you know, fling her crap at you. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you uh, if you have, like, clothes you donated to goodwill and then you saw somebody walking around in them and you're like ha ha i don't know even the most bitchiest chicks like won't fart in front of people i don't know man she can't be that low class she did wipe front to back yeah no doubt i mean this this is definitely not exactly a crime of passion because she definitely <laughs> drunk the shit out as far as she could she was clean. She wiped. She pulled. Uh, waited to pull her pants. You know, she was like. 
It wasn't just I'm like just a random saying, man, shit. we don't we're not knowing the whole story here. And I know what that sometimes story? I get really fucking angry and I don't Have know. You ever I've shit done... on the floor and thrown it at somebody. No, just because I couldn't. It's not that I wouldn't. It's just that I physically couldn't because like in order for me to shit, I need total concentration. And there's no way that I could shit in the middle of a Tim Hortons looking at somebody I was angry at. Like if I was angry, I couldn't take a shit anyways. I I need to be completely relaxed. I need to be smoking a bowl and I need to have at least access to two magazines. All right. Now, before I answer this, I just want to oh boy want to say I've had some crazy nights and some alcohol. John, don't judge me. Not I promise. I got you, fam. He's already judging you based off of these statements. I've never shit on the floor and flung it at somebody, but um in college anytime you say that and then go but my roommates and shit, they would do shit to fuck with each other all the time, so they would like empty out a beer and piss in it and then like hand it to him. The guy would drink and be like, fuck, whatever. And then to get back at him, the other guy took a shit in like a uh, empty 32 rack box and put it in the dude's closet or some clothes and his fucking room just smelled like shit for days. But that's a human shit in a box under somebody's clothes. And I would be so fucking pissed if that was my clothes. I'm just saying. Did, did either of those guys graduate? It doesn't matter, John, because they're both rocket scientists now, and they won in life. <laughs> and their name was Albert Einstein. <laughs> and they won in life. And thank God none of them tried it with me, because they knew I'd fucking knock their teeth out. Because that's fucking... If I drink somebody's piss, that is the last time they are chewing solid food for a while. I'm, I'm just going to say, you had to have grown up in a really rough environment where your go-to is, like, body fluids. Yeah. I mean, not... not- not like crank calls, not like, you know, uh, you know, pranking, but like actually shitting and stuff. I mean, that's that's a sign of a really rough childhood. What's worse than wetting yourself at school, having all of your friends piss on you? Well, I mean, you're you're retired military, John. Obviously, there's like fucking mad pranks going on in the military. What's oh, like the yeah. most ratchet prank that happened while you were still on duty? Ooh, um, well, you see, there's a couple of categories here because there's one category that's just straight up games. There's certain games like the circle game, which we all know and love, right? All right. So that's where you where everyone jerks off onto either a cookie or a piece of toast or something. And then the last person has to eat it. No, I do have a story about that. But <laughs> but no, the circle game, you know, where you make like the OK, you make the OK sign. And it has to be below waistline, and you try to get somebody to look at it, and if they see it, then you get to slug them in the arm. Oh, so it's not like everyone jerking off onto a piece of toast and the loser, the last person has to eat it. God damn it, I said I have a story about that. Hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought we were talking about the same thing here. Go on. No, no. And then there's the trash game, which is really hysterical. And this is best played if you're kind of like in a remote area or something, and, you know, you... you you know, you have your candy bar wrappers or your gum wrappers or whatever. And the goal is to try to put as much of your trash as you can in somebody else's pockets. Sounds pretty fun. Well, 
Well, the fun comes like when, you know, you know that somebody's got like a Cheeto bag wrapper in their pocket or something, right? And you know this, but they don't necessarily know that. And then they're like walking around and all of a sudden they're like, hey, what the fuck is that sound? Or, you know, kind of when you feel something weird in your pocket, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then like the look on their face when they pull out a Cheeto wrapper and they're like, what the fuck? I didn't eat Cheetos. And then everybody else is just like, somebody else's trash got stuff in their pocket. You fucking loser. I do the same thing. What I do is I, I go around to all my ex-girlfriends' houses and I let a little bit of air out of their tires every day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, when they crash, it's going to be so funny. And I'll be like, I gotcha. <laughs> hey, I'm not lying. I've got, I still have a currently active circle game that's been going on since 2002. And it's, it's escalated to the point where like we send each other little, uh, you know, clips over Facebook or whatever. And, you know, the circle is like hidden somewhere. All right, I'm going to cut all this out. This is terrible. Um, so, so, Man, dude, yeah, this is like, this shit just got really fucking heavy, dude. It's <laughs> oh, no, terrible. No, it's just the warm-up. You asked about, like, the worst prank I've ever seen. Uh, all right, okay. Let's go there. Fair enough. Okay. John's prank pranks. Okay, so just from a standpoint of pure human misery, the worst prank I've ever seen is, and this is kind of, you know, um... You know, back before everybody has a cell phone, you know how there's like desktop phones and you can like unscrew the uh, receiver that you talk into. Hell yeah. What you do is you take like uh, CS powder, like ride control powder, and you pour it in there and you start calling people so that every time they pick it up, they're getting like a whole fucking mouthful of ride control. Jesus Christ, that's like... Holy fucking... shit, Satan. <laughs> did you, who did that to somebody? <laughs> I'm not going to fucking cop to that on the internet. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is fucking illegal as shit. It's not illegal? Oh my god. Yes, you're like chemically blasting people with a fucking... It's like assault, I guess, or something. If it's good enough for the hippies, it's good enough for them. Jesus. The worst prank that I ever saw pulled was this uh, girl had pranked her boyfriend and she was fucking totally pissed at him. So like this was actually more of like revenge than a playful prank, but she replaced his contact lenses with Listerine strips cut. In oh, the that's terrible. You would notice. You would notice instantly. There's no way. He he didn't notice. He he stuck it in his God. eye because he he well he couldn't see that good, man. Wouldn't it dissolve? Oh, I guess you just pour all the water out of the thing and you just put like blank. So he like reaches in there, flicks it, it grabs it on his eye, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that would kind of suck, I guess. But he had to go to the hospital. It was a friend of mine. Yeah, it was pretty fucked yeah. up, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the worst prank that I ever saw was one that backfired and it broke into this like lesbian beer bottle fight. That was definitely the worst prank. Oh, shit. Yeah, beer, and lesbian you, beer bottle fights. What is it with you and the lesbians, man? You have like a seen, really interesting relationship. If you've ever seen like 20 lesbians going at each other with broken beer bottles in a parking lot, like West Side Story style, oh my God. It's like you're not going to jump in. You're not going to try to break that up. You just got to let it play itself out. Well, it's like you can't stop Mother Nature, John. It's just going to happen. 
Yeah, water finds its way. You just got to get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting cut over that. All right. So, hey, Sid, what happens when um when you uh you know want to like you're too high to, you're too high to do this. Too high to <laughs> what happens when you uh you dexter some girl and you cut her up into pieces? What do you want to do with the, with the, with the body parts? Dude, you got to wrap it up. You got to wrap them up. All right. Sid, where can we find you? All right. And um all right. <laughs> You can find me over at magicandash at gmail.tim doing things. Sid's hate mail at eternal.com. John, what are you doing? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to regret recording this episode. But if you want to find me on Eternal, as always, it's xxweedlordsephiroth420xx. I love you, John. You're the best. Thanks for getting with us. See ya. Not a skeeter. Want some blood. Hey, did you guys eat yet? No, I'm looking for a nice fat juicy arm. A Becky. Dude, I found this guy in the woods fucking a crack whore. She tastes like shit, but this guy is, his blood is the perfect mix of THC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Comet Cola, and Mint Juleps. You gotta fucking follow me, man. This shit's awesome. Well, quit talking. Let's go. (laughs) Fucking no, man. This is so great. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. Just roll right past ya Hook me up on life support What's up?
sure was hard work ki- killing all them, killing all them mirror in that pit. But I'm done now. I sure hope you weren't all fucking around at a science fair or, or running through a dragon maze or something, because that sure isn't as hard as killing all them mirror. Ooh wee. Ooh wee! It sure was hard work, ki- killing all them, killing all them mirror in that pit. But I'm done now. I sure hope you weren't all fucking around at a science fair or, or running through a dragon maze or something, because that sure isn't as hard as killing all them mirror. Ooh wee! <laughs> <laughs>